Welcome to the Majus Pod, brought to you by Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit Church, a diverse Catholic community located in the oldest church building in the heart of downtown Detroit. For the links to the readings, check the show notes. Enjoy Father Gary's latest homily. Poor old Job. He has lost all his possessions and his relationships, everything that made up the fabric of his life. And we hear him in this first reading at voicing his despair, his frustration, the monotony and drudgery of his life. I'm sure we can identify at least to some degree with him. We all have bad days or bad nights at times, but I hope we're not having a bad life like, like Job is. A Jesuit in my community who's a theology professor and I have been uh, conversing lately about several, I guess you'd call them personal opinion essays that have appeared in the New York Times or the New Yorker magazine, some of these national publications. Testimonies, you might say, essays of, uh, of young adults who We're just amazed at kind of the lack of meaning or purpose that they show in their essays about their life. And I think this is very uh, much a part of our world today. Many of our contemporaries live without religion, without a sense of God. And so they have no framework of meaning and purpose for their lives. And you look at these essays and you see people that are just sort of bouncing or drifting from one relationship to another, looking for, I don't know what, love, satisfaction, pleasure. If that doesn't work out, then they look for achievement or success in their work lives. But uh, for me, it's hard to imagine what it would be like to live without the sense of, of purpose, of meaning, of direction that our, our faith that Jesus can give us. And so when we look at the second reading and the gospel today, we see almost just the opposite of Job, who is floundering in meaninglessness and frustration and drudgery. We see St. Paul in that second reading with a, a fierce sense of purpose. You know, I'm, I'm here to preach the gospel, whether I like it or not. You know, there's been some transformative moment in my life where I was touched by Jesus and it's made it very clear who I am and what I'm to do. And, and because of that, I'm able to become all things to all people, to make myself a slave for some, to be weak for the weak and so forth. What a, a clear sense of purpose and mission he has. And where did he get it? He got it from Jesus, the Jesus of the gospel, who also has that clear sense. When the disciples come to him, after all of his healings and say, hey, you're, you're a big hit. Everybody's looking for you. Come back to town. He says, no, let's go on to the other villages so that I can proclaim the good news there for this purpose, he says, for this purpose I have come. Now we're still at the very beginning of Mark's gospel. We've been reading it for several weeks, but we're still actually in chapter one. Mark is just introducing us to Jesus. We saw him kind of on his first public day 
uh, calling the four that you hear here, Peter and Andrew and James and John. And then last week we saw him healing the person with spiritual disease in the synagogue. And remember, we talked about his teaching and preaching with authority. And so today we get a fuller picture of Jesus as the great healer who, who not only preaches the kingdom, but puts it into practice and acts it by bringing God's compassion to bear on the real lives of so many people there. Now, what I think is very interesting and instructive for us is how this sense of purpose that Jesus has, that St. Paul has, which of course we all share in that, we're all called to share in that same sense of purpose and mission. What's instructive is to see how that is connected with the distress of Job because we ordinarily think of those things as complete opposites. But actually, in the mystery of our life in God, they're connected. So misery can lead to meaning. And pain can lead to purpose. Distress and disease can lead to direction in life. This is the mystery of the cross of Jesus. And that's what gives Paul his direction, his purpose, his message. And I know that I am very moved by human stories that illustrate this. I think we've all seen them in our news feeds, maybe on the evening news, in the papers. We see stories here in Detroit, for instance, of someone who was convicted of murder or criminal activity. They serve their time, they come out of prison and then dedicate their lives to working with young men to save them from gang life and from criminal activity and so forth. It's very inspiring to see people who have experienced, you might say, disaster and disorder in their lives, but they move through that to a sense of purpose and mission, serving others. We know alcoholics who become great advocates in AA and sponsors for others, helping other people deal with the addictions in their lives. And we see that transformation again, the movement from disease and disorder to a sense of purpose and mission. These are, are wonderful stories. Uh, I think of some parents who lost a child who are now leading a grief support group for others who are experiencing loss. These people are living proof, are living proof of the cross leading to the glory of resurrection. They are living proof that what seem to us to be the disasters of our lives are not the real disaster. What's the real disaster? It's living without faith, without hope, without love. That's the real disaster, to live without that sense of purpose and meaning that faith, hope, and love impart to us in our lives. That's the real disaster. 
And if we have faith, hope, and love, if we have that sense of purpose and meaning, we can live with the human losses and disasters. Not that we don't feel them and aren't saddened and, and torn apart by them at times, but we have overall that sense of God's call to us in our lives that we can continue to live with faith, hope, and love. I think about Jesus and his mission that we see portrayed all these people in the whole town come to him to be healed. He had an extraordinary gift of healing. Most of us are not going to have that. Uh, people like that come along down through the centuries. I think of Blessed Solanus Casey here in Detroit. Certainly had that extraordinary gift of healing. Most of us don't have that. But what's underneath those healings of Jesus? We, we know so many places in the gospel it says he was moved by compassion. We may not have that gift of healing, but every single one of us has the capacity for compassion. Every single one of us has the strength to speak the good news of the gospel, to talk about the mystery of God's love in our lives and in our world. We have that capacity for compassion. The simplest expressions of it can bring light and hope and relief to others in our lives that are suffering. I really hope and pray that each person that's here today, that each person that's here any Sunday morning can hear this gospel, hear this good news of Jesus, can hear the dedication of St. Paul, can hear the word of God's compassion and healing and be so moved that they know that they share in that mission, that every one of us can know we have that capacity for compassion and that strength to speak the good news of God's love. For this purpose have I come. May every one of us be able to say that. For this purpose I have come. As always, thank you for listening. To learn more about the community at Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit, check out our website, sspjesuit.org, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for all three can be found in the show notes. Until next time, be well and